said he loved me back. He's the doctor. He doesn't go around falling in love with people. And if you think he's anything that small or that ordinary, then you haven't the first idea of what you're dealing with. Your Majesty, I assure you, she is the perfect bait. When this woman is in danger, the doctor will always come. Oh, you are a moron. No, he won't. He's probably already here. No, he isn't. Of course he isn't. Possibly on this ship. Well, go on. Scan it then. Go on, why don't you? River. Two hearts, stupid clothes. You can't miss him. River. Go on, scan the whole parsec. He's not here. God knows where he is right now, but I promise you, he's doing whatever the hell he wants and not giving a damn about me. And I'm just fine with that. When you love the doctor, it's like loving the stars themselves. You don't expect a sunset to admire you back. And if I happen to find myself in danger, let me tell you, the doctor is not stupid enough or sentimental enough, and he is certainly not in love enough to find himself standing in it with me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. So, Walt, you were telling me that you are a big I'm a Doctor Who fan. Yeah. Now, yeah, this episode is going to be about Doctor Who. So, 
If you don't know anything about Doctor Who, we'll teach you as we go along. Um, Brian, when did you get into it? I got into it when it first came out. For me, it was, I think, 2005 with Chris Eppleson, I think is his name. Yeah, okay, so you got into the new series. I got into the new series. So, you never... I never, never seen any of the old. I saw bits and pieces of the old, but you have to understand what they know. I'm so used to seeing modern technology and also used to seeing CGI work that I could not get into at that time. Their version of um, what's what I'm looking for. Um, it's the, the budget wasn't there for the old one. Right, right, right. So you know, I could not really get into that. But no, what really got me into it, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, the Ninth Doctor really didn't get, really didn't get me started into it. It was all the characters uh, that they came up with in the storylines. Make sense? You mean like uh, the Daleks and Cybermen? Yes. And yeah, and that was pretty cool. Sabine okay. And all that? Yes. Yeah, that was pr pretty cool. Okay. So, so. But. What really got me... So, have you watched all the Doctors since then? Um, oh, sorry. Well, I was going to say, though, what really got me into it is when they put David Tennant in as the 10th Doctor, and he did an incredible job. You know? Yeah, I think that's when it started to skyrocket, is when, um, when he took over, because the ratings skyrocketed. The stories were great. I love some of David Tennant's stories. It was awesome. No, um... I watched it through David Tennant's um, um, as a doctor. I watched it with Matt Smith. I watched it with uh, with Peter. Um, I forgot his last name. Capaldi. Yes, I watched it with him. But then for Peter their Capaldi, yeah. Peter Capaldi. But to be perfectly honest with you, though, well, I started to trail off because they started to get a little boring for me. I watched bits and pieces with Jody. Um, Jody. Um, I forgot her last name. Yes. And those weren't too bad. You know? Yeah, yeah so basically your, your area of expertise is probably David Tennant, Matt Smith, right? Yes. Okay. So I will discuss that. Do you ever see... Okay, first of all, for people who don't know anything about Doctor Who, make a long story short, he's an alien who travels around in time and space. He and is a time lord. He, Does that sound like a good summary? Yeah, it's a good summary, okay? You know, um, he is a time lord. He is the master of time and space. He's pretty much like a god. Almost, yeah. I'd say, yeah. But, yeah, he's a time lord from the planet Gallifrey. And if you want to learn all that more, Google is your friend. Your and very best friend. speaking of which, we have an email account there, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we do. So you can uh, write to us about compliments, complaints, questions, or just heave unadulterated praise upon us because we are the greatest podcast in the universe. Or if you want to give us a couple ideas for our next podcast, or you know, if you're a business owner uh, locally in the Syracuse and the Oswego area that you know that you want us to come to your place to do a live podcast. We can also do that. Yeah, and if you're a lonely millionaire who wants to get rid of some of their cash, 
we're also willing to help in that area too. Exactly. <laughs> so, well, so, uh, do you have our podcast? Uh, not not podcast. Yes. Do you have our podcast email address? Yes. So, get a pen and a piece of paper. That's okay. You got this. So you can rewind it. Yes. The email address is lgood, lowercase, G-O-O-D, all lowercase, 3597 at gmail.com. So again, that's lgood in lowercase, 3597 at gmail.com. So write us up, write to me or Brian, and we'll get back to you as soon as we possibly can. And pretty soon, hopefully in the next couple episodes, that we are going to have a YouTube channel where we can also do a live podcast from YouTube to our Facebook site too. Yeah, and so we're just growing stronger every day, every time. Yes, every time. So, whoa. So, Sweet 16, episode Sweet 16 is coming up. Yes. And uh, I'm hoping to get a special guest, but we'll figure that out as we go along. Right now, let's talk about Dr. Who. Yes, yeah, speaking of Doctor Who, though, um, I was learning some stuff about the ones in the 60s. His first companion, I forgot what her name was. Um, Susan. Susan, was it supposed to be originally a companion? Did you know that? What was she supposed to be? She was supposed to be almost like a Time Lord with him with the same amount of powers yeah. and rights. And the writer... Yes, because... Go ahead. And the writers were like, no, thank you. We don't like that idea. So she quit. That, yeah, you got it mostly right. Um, mostly, sorry. She was the doctor's granddaughter. Ah, see, I did not know that. If you ever watch like, the original, original Doctor Who, you'll, yeah, she calls him grandfather. And yeah, you're right. She's supposed to have like the same um, intelligence and abilities. Like, she was supposed to have, like, telekinesis or psychokinesis or something like that. Right. But they didn't use her to be right. So they didn't, she was getting bored with the part, and they didn't use her to her full potential. So, yeah, you're right. She quit. And I also learned, so, I also learned that Tom Baker, who was the, was he the eighth doctor? Fourth doctor. The fourth doctor. Sorry. Again, I wasn't my fault. Um, yeah, he liked this. There's the tons of them Okay, Tom Baker liked the show originally until towards the end. And then from there, you know, he was having some issues with the director. And then... Yeah, he had... His health was bad in his last season. And he was having issues with the producer. Because the producer wanted to really change the whole format around. Right. And he was pretty much stuck in his ways. Like, he... The producer wanted less comedy. And Tom Baker was all about comedy. You know, one of his ideas he had that was immediately shut down? What? He wanted to have a talking cabbage on his shoulder. Um, no. <laughs> that you was, imagine that? Hey, yeah. doctor, what are you having for breakfast today? <laughs> right. Right, yeah, no. So, Let's not do that. No, but then again, though, I also read when he did the 50th anniversary and he played the curator... He felt like yes. he felt basically like nobody still paid attention to him except for Matt Smith. Oh, that's possible. Yeah, that's and what people were like. Well, okay, for the new 
generation who just know the new series. Yes. I agree with that. But if you were like an old school Doctor Who fan, you're probably like, oh. It's like, it's like James Bond. If you watch, like, say, if Sean Connery does a promo on a new James Bond film. That would be awesome. Be I would be stoked. Now, um, do you remember the Christmas episode with David Tennant, David Tennant's first one? About the Titanic in the air? Nope, nope. It was the one where um, they had an attacking Christmas tree. Ah, I don't remember that one. Okay, but not, you remember the Titanic one. Let's talk about that one. Yes, I remember. That one, Kylie Minogue was in that one. Yes, she played the um, she played the maid or the worker, right? Yes. Yeah, and uh, can't get you yeah, out of my head. Sorry, go ahead. She was the one that saved the day. She's the one that uh, she died in that early. one. Right, she saved the day. She died, but she was grateful to have at least an adventure. Right. And guess what else? What? She's from Australia. Shout out to Australia. Yay, Australia. I actually have a friend in Australia who hasn't had a chance to listen to our podcast, though. Really? I know. But hey, but guess what, though? I like to give the shout out to people who are actually listening to our podcast, especially to the people in Ireland, which I'm assuming that they're also a, a big I'm a Doctor Who fan. You know what yeah, I'm saying? And we gotta give a shout out to Sweden. Sweden, Germany, Canada, go Canadians. Yeah, and of course our home country, United States of America. Exactly. So yeah. So but I gotta I gotta here's my goal, Brian. I wanna listen to from England. That would that's be awesome. That would be great. That's that's my goal right there. If I can get it we can get pumped with one-on-one branch out to have someone listening from England. That would make my day because I've always been infatuated with London, England, and I've always wanted to visit there, but I never had a chance to. So now back to Doctor Who. Here's one thing that I did like because I did not re- I did not realize who she was. Okay, when they brought the character in, Sarah Jane, I did not know that she played in the '80s or '70s as a Doctor's companion. And they brought her back. That was really cool. Yeah. And after that, and then from there, after that, they brought her back, and the ratings went well. You know, uh, they gave her, her her own show. It's a shame that she lost her battle, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, she died. She passed away from cancer, and it's it's sad. But I never really watched a full episode of the Seraphine Adventures. It wasn't that I bad. Should... What's that? It wasn't that bad. You know. Yeah, I need to watch it. I know she was a companion to the third and fourth Doctor, and if you could go back and watch that stuff, Ryan, I highly recommend that era. Well, I get what you were saying because you're used to like the big the technology, the good-looking graphics, yes, and stuff like that. Yes, and if you go back and watch the black and white stuff, I'm not gonna lie, some of it does get boring to watch. Yeah. Well, here is what I found very unique, though, and is that when she's when she met with Sarvos, the king of the Daleks, her face dropped and pretty much, and I think it was the episode where the doctor had to head his army. And she, yeah, it was called uh, 
Doomsday. Right, and she said that she saw him die like years ago. It was yeah, really cool. She was in a story called Genesis of the Daleks. Right. And that was the very first introduction of Davros. So she actually knew him when he became the creator of the Dalek. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and I love that episode, by the way. That was a good episode because um, Donna. Dr. Donna. Donna. Took the doctors. Dr. Donna. Yeah, Dr. Donna. Sorry about so, the thud. I'm sorry. Here, yeah. Well, I'm also um, sorry about the thud though because my tripod got caught underneath my foot where the cord that I'm charging my phone with and it fell. Okay. Everything okay now though? Everything or? is good. We're still okay. going. But yeah, Doctor Donna. Now, what'd you think about that? What was what was he called? Like the Meta Meta Crisis Doctor or something like that. In that episode? Oh, his other, uh, the other doctor that got uh, regenerated? From the hand, yeah. I, that was really cool. And it was really cool how he gave his other half to Rose where he knew that she was in love with him. Yeah, you never, ever heard him say, I love you to Rose. Never. He whispered it to him. Never, ever. Yeah. What's cool, though, is like David Tennant, yeah, he does a couple. He does a couple of the audio adventures now, the Big Finish audios. Really? Yeah, that's really awesome because I definitely liked him as the Doctor. I, I. Oh, me too. I think, well, honest opinion, I think that he fit that role perfectly. You know. I agree. You know, he fit the role and perfectly. You know. You know. Uh, he showed compassion. Really cool. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, so, um, one thing that's really cool is he just did a. Big Finish audio adventure pairing up the fourth Doctor Tom Baker, right? Who was the most popular, the most popular Doctor of the original series? Really? They teamed him up with the tenth Doctor David Tennant, who I think is the most popular of the new series. He is. So I think that's really cool how they have the most popular Doctors from both series well, paired up together. Well, I mean, yes, David Tennant is the most popular, but so is Matt Smith, though. You know, Matt Smith did a good job. I agree. Matt Smith did an excellent job. Matt Smith did a good job. They didn't want him, though. Really? How come? They wanted someone older at first, but then when he auditioned, they didn't even hesitate. They're like, yep, he's the doctor. Right. And Peter Capelli, uh, I think Peter Capelli is his name. Um, yeah. I mean, I he was, he was good to what he did, but sometimes, though, I had a hard time trying to hear him through his accent. Yeah, he had a strong Scottish accent. He did. Same thing with um, I hate the same problem with Jodie Whittaker. I have a hard time, not so much with her, but some of her companions have such a thick British dialect. It's hard to kind of understand. Yes. So now here's my question to you: Who is your favorite companion so far? Honestly, yeah. I like Bill. Bill from Peter Capaldi's last season. Bill was hilarious. Bill is funny. Yeah, I love. I that, that's who my favorite one is. Well, see, your... well, see. Here's my question though. I'm trying to figure out how Bill had gained became part of the King's Head thing. Um, the episode where the Doctor saves uh River, and she gives a big speech. 
about you know how the doctor doesn't give two shits about her, and Bill's head some somehow got Bill's head. No, 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 that's Nardo. Oh, okay. I thought I was Bill. Thank you. No, that's Nardo. He was in. He was in the last season too. Bill was. She was the girl with the long poofy hair. I don't know if you've seen any of the episodes she was in or not. Oh, you're talking about the female one. The yes. Le- the okay. Yes. Be- okay. Yes. She was in the one where she was in the. Hello, everyone. This is the host of the most, Wall Van Dam. We are here with our brand new friends here at Don Juan Cafe. We'd like to promote them. They're on 24 East Tennessee Street in Baldensville, New York. Give them a call, 315-303-0308. ...college, and she kept on coming to his lectures, but couldn't understand yes. what he was doing because he was talking about everything else but was really about the class, and she was very interested in it. But she wasn't. She never signed up for the class. She just always show up, right? And he, he asked, like, "Why are you showing up?" And she was, "Yeah." So, yeah, I, I loved her. I wish she had. I wish they both had one more season because I think it would have been great. Okay, my top three. Uh, I I liked Rose, but she kind of complained a little too much here and there. Actually, maybe talked for. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'll agree. Rose Rose was really really good with David Tennant. I thought she was good with Eccleston too. But she was so, what's the word I'm looking for, needy? Oh, yeah, I'll agree with that. Okay. I like Donna because her, okay, Donna and David Tennant made a good comedic duo. Yeah, oh, yeah, because Donna wouldn't put up on any crap from him. Right, yeah. And, uh, there was one in the scene where where there was, I forgot the name of the episode, where there's a woman who is a nanny, and she is, um... She was uh, she was making people's fat to come alive. You know mm-hmm. which one I'm talking about, right? And and Donna sees the doctor on the other side of the building on the window, and they are they are talking, but they're not really talking because you know you know because they're having a conversation. They're reading each other's lips. Exactly. And I read most of the conversation until I got lost of when she was trying to find them. You know what I mean? But it was but funny. And I love it. Like the, the the nanny like looks at Donna like, "Am I interrupting something?" Exactly. You know, it was funny. Um, I liked. Okay, I like Donna. I like Martha. I think I, I I like Martha. I like Martha. Um, she just. I didn't like her family. Her family just seemed kind of preppy and stuck up. Except for her mom. Her mom was cool. I like Amy Pond. Um, Oh, and Amy Pond, yeah, yeah, I love Amy and Rory. Rory, I get Rory was funny. I yeah, I, and Clara Rory though. Kind of go ahead. Clara kind of confused me because she was so out of time, you know. Because when Max Smith first met Clara, she was a darling. Remember? Yes, I remember that. That was a good story too. It was a good story. So. I'm trying to figure out all of Clara's story. I haven't seen all of Clara's story, so I've got to go back and finish, you know, watching it. Now, have you seen the 50th anniversary special with it, David Tennant, Matt Smith, and John Hurt? Yes, the uh, the War Doctor, because the War Doctor walked away from the TARDIS because he didn't want the TARDIS to know what he was doing, and. He did everything, but he never did it in the name of the doctor. He did it in his actual name. Right, and I thought he was great. 
I thought John Hurt was great. Right. And then from there, it was Rose who popped up, but she wasn't Rose, though. She was Bad Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. And so, she was like the ultimate, uh, the, the ultimate weapon or something like that. He was going to destroy Gallifrey. Right. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out who and what is Bad Wolf. Wasn't it? It was Bad Wolf was originally Rose because the last episode with Peter, or not Peter Claudia, I'm sorry. The last episode with Christopher Eccleston. Yes. Remember, she looked into the heart of the TARDIS. Right. And she got all this power and destroyed all the Daleks. And she said, I am the bad wolf. I see everything and I divide them. And she destroyed all the Daleks. Right. She is the bad wolf. But I'm trying to figure out, though, you know, how did she manage to go through time to set herself up? Do you see what I'm getting at? Yeah, but I don't think she took it was that wasn't Rose Tyler. She took the image of Rose Tyler. Right. So, yeah, it's kind of confusing. I agree. And but I wish there was a way Chris Reckleton could have been. Oh, speaking of him, you know, he's going to be doing some audio adventures, too. I heard. Um, That's awesome. There were a couple of good favorite episodes of Doctor Who that was quite the tearjerker. There was one where he was hiding from the family who wanted his powers. I love that episode. And he fell in love with the woman. And this was like World War One, I, I believe, or was it World War Two that they were trapped in? I can't remember, but I know. Yeah, he, he fell in love. And he had to give up his humanity to save the Earth. Right. And you and, see, and it showed. And it showed his actual real emotions. You know what I'm saying, though? And David Tennant does such a good job showing those raw emotions. Yeah, and then it showed, like, his vengeance towards the family of... Wasn't they called the family of blood or something like that? Something like that, yeah. But, like, he showed his vengeance. Like, he trapped one of them inside of a star. Yes. He trapped trapped another one in a mirror. And then from there, he made the other one a scarecrow trapped in time. Yeah, so, and I love that because he showed no emotions during that scene. No, he was pissed. You knew he was pissed, you know? And, you know, it's very rarely ever do you see a pissed off doctor. He's so very... what do you think of uh, River Song? Oh, dude, River Song is like my hero, okay? She was awesome. I liked River. I liked the whole story arc, and... I love the way how she fucked with them every single chance she can get. Pissed them off, but it was so funny. Yeah, she met um, David Tennant, Matt Smith, and she met um, Peter Capaldi. Right. Because her story ended with Peter Capaldi. Because um, she said, I think it was in the library, right? She said in the library, and this was a setup for Peter Capaldi, which I'm assuming that most people caught now, that he showed up in a brand new suit and a haircut. And then from there yeah. and then from there he took her to the tower to the to the crying towers. Yeah, and then she went back. Well the first floor she was in was her last. That gets kind of confusing. Right, but that was yeah, I got what you're saying. Yeah, her last visit, her last meeting with the doctor was with Capaldi, 
And uh, she goes, how long is a night here? And he goes, 24 years. Right. And and she was so happy. She was very yeah, happy. I wish there was a way they could bring her back. And I wish there was a way they could bring Missy back. Well, well, technically, she technically River is not really dead either, you know? She's yeah, saved. Yeah, I know. She's in the library, right? Right. She's saved in the library. But in the Peter Capaldi story, I think, though, they brought her back to the table, remember? There was a yeah. table of meetings, and for some other reason, you know, you know, you know, they brought her back. I don't, I don't, I missed that story arc. I have to go back and watch it. I love that scene, though, because she didn't recognize him as a doctor. And then he finally said to her, hello, sweetie. And that's when she's like, okay, now I know who you are. Yes, but no, uh, there was a scene where it was his turn to fuck with her, and she had no idea. And he yeah. walked into the TARDIS, and he and said, oh, my God, it's so big on the inside. And I started laughing. <laughs> I was rolling because it was hilarious, you know what I mean? So a lot of people said that, though. Yes. Uh, oh, I got Parker here. Say hi, Parker. <laughs> Say hi, everyone. Hi, Parker. Oh, oh, he's in a mood. He's grumpy. So, but... Yeah, so I, I'm happy how uh, they're bringing back Christopher Eccleston, how um, he really David didn't... Tennant's doing the audios. Right, but here's something very funny, though. He uh, Christopher Eccleston really did not like playing the Doctor. It's, I don't know, it wasn't that he didn't like the people at the BBC. He was very unhappy with the people at the BBC. That's why I think he signed up for the audio adventures, because... It's through Big Finish Productions. It's not through the BBC. Right. See, what I would like to see, I would like to see more animation of Doctor Who. I agree. Because because if you do more animation on the Doctor with him, though, there's so much more to play with. And I'd like to see some more stories with, like, the War Doctor. I know John Hurd's passed away, but I'd like to see, like, some more stories with the War Doctor, get someone else to, you know... I'm trying to figure out which one is the war doctor, which doctor is the war doctor. Okay, the war doctor is in between 8th and ninth. He's right before Christopher Eccleston. That makes no sense. But the 8th doctor well, because, was somebody else. Because he technically wasn't referring him to himself as a doctor. So it's still regeneration, but he changed his name. I know it doesn't make sense. It's weird. So. Okay, let me go. Well, what's confusing now is they got another new doctor called, her name is Joe Martin. Have you seen her? No, I stopped watching it again. I started watching bits and pieces with Jody, and I, I'm having a hard time getting into it with her as the doctor. It's not because of her being a woman. Okay, so, you know, I'm a, please, you know, it's not that. It's just... I know, it's the storylines. It, it, I'm not sure it's just the storylines. I think it's I think it's her as an actor herself. I just don't see the passion in it. it you, do you see where I'm getting at? Yeah, she doesn't have the same um, star power like David Smith. Or David Smith, sorry. David Tennant. David Tennant. Right. But she, because yeah, David Tennant, like, really brought out the emotion. 
But it's right. tough, you know. It's, you got to think it's going to be tough following David Tennant, Matt Smith. It's got to be very tough, okay? I wasn't sure about Matt Smith at first. You know, I really wasn't sure, right? So I sat there and I watched the one with Amelia Pond. And I watched yeah, it. That- you know, I was like, okay, cool. You know, let me watch some more. And I started getting into it, you know, and I liked it. Now, did you know that James Gordon was also in an episode? Actually, he was in two episodes. Two episodes, yeah. The first one was about what? Because his neighbor was an alien or something. Upstairs neighbor was an alien. Right. Upstairs neighbor was an alien. The second one is where they turned him into a Cyberman and his son Alfie was not accepting James Gordon as his father yet. Yeah, that, they were both good episodes. They were very good. I love the Cybermen, by the way. The Cybermen. Oh, I actually find, saw the one with Billy. They turned her into a Cyberman, and now I know how they got made. The Master tricked everybody on that ship to turn into a robot. Yeah, and I liked it because when Bill was a Cyberman, she, you could see a tear running down her cheek. Right, and it was oil. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool how we did that. Right, and then from there, what was really cool, because I didn't realize, because again, you know, I didn't watch all the episodes, that the mean lady who created River, she was the master all along. That created River? That created River. Okay. I thought River was the daughter of Amy and Rory. River is the daughter of of Amy and Rory, but that lady kept on popping in, checking on Amy throughout time. Oh, so she kind of coaxed her and I gotcha. Right. Okay. That lady is the master. Okay. Which was Missy. Okay. You get it now? I, I, I loved her. I thought Missy was awesome. I thought it was great. You know, it blew me for a little. Um, but so you have the classic series. You had the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth. Oh, the new series. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, well, you know, we may wanted to explain to our new listeners why there were so many different doctors because the original actor, he was actually dying. Yeah, okay. Let me go back from the beginning. The yes. first actor who played the doctor, his name was William Hartnell. He was in his mid-50s, and his health wasn't that good. So he started forgetting his lines. He started having a difficult time, so they needed to replace him. So they just figured it's like, well, just replace him. You know, he's an alien. He could change his form. Right. So, so they replaced him with a younger actor named Patrick Troughton. But you know how they have regeneration now? Yes. They didn't call it regeneration until the third doctor, John Pertwee, regenerated into Tom Baker. That's when they officially called it regeneration. Right. So, but yeah, that if, if you didn't get sick, because the show went on for three years, and honestly, if it wasn't for the third doctor, John Pertwee, uh-huh. they, they might have canceled it because the ratings were starting to dwindle. Right. But when uh, John Pertwee, the third doctor, got on board, it went from black and white to color. Right. So, and then Tom Baker took over, and then 
that's when it skyrocketed in the 70s. Right. So here's something funny, though. You know, basically, have you noticed what they know? When every doctor's on regeneration, though, you know, they have to find a new set of clothes that match them. Yeah. Tom Which I ba- think is good because it matches their personality. Right. Tom Baker, it was the fedora and the long scarf. You know how the long scarf came about? How? It was an accident. Um, they, there was a lady there who knew how to knit. Uh-huh. So one of the production people just gave her some uh, gave her some stuff to knit. She goes, make a scarf out of it. They gave her, she knitted the whole thing. It was 24 feet. And he wore that thing uh, pretty much with pride. And yeah, so they, and they just said, it's funny, keep it. You know, it was his trademark. Like, for instance, um, Chris Elkison's, it was a leather jacket and jeans. Yeah, he was pretty much basic. He was basic. Um, David Tennant, it was a trench coat, a suit, and glasses. Yeah, I loved his. I loved Matt Smith because he had the bow tie. Oh. Right, sometimes right. you wear the fez. You sometimes wear the fez, but no. Here is my favorite one about Tennant's outfit, though, right? Suit, trench coat, right? Except for the shoes. The shoes were Converse, and that made me laugh. Yeah, I love that. So, um, and uh, let me think. Like Jody Whitaker's outfit. Someone said she looked like Bork from Work. Yes. Work Mindy. Nanu, Nanu. Which she kind of did. I'm surprised you remember that, Brian. Nanu, Nanu. Yes. So. So, but anyways, um, I said like the first four doctors, I'm going to keep it going. The fifth doctor, his name was Peter Davison. He wore a cricket outfit. And the weird thing about his costume was he wore a stick of celery on his shirt. He was blonde, right? Yes. Yep. I remember him because... Then from there, this would have been in the 80s, right? Yup. And then following him, the doctor was Colin Baker, and his coat was disgusting. It was horrible looking. It was a whole bunch of um, mismatching colors. Right. And the seventh doctor, he was he was a lot shorter than most of the doctors. He, he was dressed up nice. He had like a nice little hat. His umbrella... On the bottom of the umbrella, it had, like, the question mark insignia. Really? That's cool. Yeah. So, and the eighth doctor, Paul McGann. I don't know. Did you see that little short episode? Have you seen Paul McGann? No. No, no. The only part, I I watched a YouTube video of of him uh, regenerating it to Chris Elkelson. Okay. Well, no, it was John Hurt. But, yeah, okay, so you've seen it. Right. So, yeah, he was really, he only did, like, that YouTube video and one TV adventure, and that was it. Really? Yeah, the rest of his adventures are all on audio. That's interesting. Which I think is kind of sad, because he didn't really get a fair break. Yeah. So, but, anyway, so, I'm going to cut this out here pretty soon, and I just want to bring up everyone... The Sweet 16 episode is going to be coming up here soon. Yeah, and then from there, though, four more episodes, and then from there, you and I are going to have to start to do season two. 
Yeah, and if you thought season one was crazy, you ain't seen nothing yet, baby. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> because with season two, though, we are going to try to do live podcasting. We're going to try to travel to different places, and we're going to try to get this baby off the ground. Yeah, is there any place? What's that place you wanted to give a shout-out to on 57? Ah, uh, on 57. Yeah, remember that little uh, coffee shop or whatever? Yeah, it, uh, I forgot the name of the cafe. It's in Liverpool. It's actually in downtown Liverpool. It's right by Hyde's. I forgot the name of it. Um, I'm such a terrible person. That's okay. Well, for episode 60, we'll, we'll remember the name of it. We'll, we'll give them a shout-out. So... But, so, all right, thank you very much, Brian. I appreciate it, buddy. Always. All right, so one last thing before I let you go. What's that? Looking good. Looking good. Looking good.